This is Travel Sleep Repeat. A travel podcast that shares experiences. We'll hear from people all over the world that share the same passion for travel while providing insight, trading stories, and knowledge on different places we've been and all things that we've seen. Recorded in the UK and Canada with a new episode every Monday. This is Season 1, Episode 9. We're your hosts, Courtney Listage and Anne Devine. Morning, Anthony. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Have you recovered from Lisbon? Yes, I have recovered. I am back to work, back to the mundane routine. Um, but Lisbon, wow, you are going to love it when you go in, um, in May. It is May. Really? Yeah. It was good. It was really it was, good. It was very good. Yeah, it's just such a great city. Um, I've never been to Portugal, so I've never been to Lisbon before, but it was fantastic. And I'm sure we will do an episode of on Lisbon when once you've been, and we'll have lots to discuss. But you're gonna love it. It was a, a great four days. Um, just me and my uh, best bud Keith um, and. We drank lots of wine, um, lots of cocktails, loads of nice food, and we had a pretty amazing time. Lots of fun. So question for you, because I am actually just in the midst of booking that whole trip when I go. Okay. Is two days enough time there? Because I was thinking doing two days there and two days in Porto. Um, yes, two days is, is enough time. Um, okay. What I would suggest is do one day kind of in Lisbon, doing the touristy stuff, and then maybe go to Balham. Have you heard of Balham? Yes. So Balham is is kind of the next uh, town along. Um, I would suggest going there for, for for the day or for the afternoon on maybe your second day. But it's it's so easy to get about Lisbon. You know they have they have these scooters. I don't know if you've you've heard that the Americans complain about these scooters that are popping up like in San Francisco and in LA, these electric scooters. Um, so they have them all over the city and you can literally just pick them up wherever you find one with the app on your phone and and off you go. And then you just leave it when you're finished with it, wherever you want to leave it. Oh, really? Uh, really That's easy clever. to get about. And it's a great way to see if we did not had those scooters and also we used, uh, we hired a car with, with drive now. I don't know if you've heard of drive now, but no, um, that it's a s- similar thing. You so you can, there's loads of cars kind of just parked in random locations. You pick one up and you drive it for however many minutes you want it to just do a tricky trip. It's cheaper than getting an Uber. Um, oh, we have those here. Yeah. I can't remember and what they're, they're called. And then you just, so we got a car and drove to Ballam. And then picked it up and drove and drove it back into Lisbon. But what I would suggest is, in terms of accommodation, send me through where you where you're planning on staying, and I'll have a look on the map. Um, okay, we'll do because I have to book that. I mean, it's almost April, and it's going to be in yeah. just a few weeks that I'm heading yeah. that way. So I got to get on it. So yeah. that's exciting. Don't even ask me what I've been up to because it's just been nothing exciting. I feel like everybody's. Yeah. Well, what if you know? I was thinking about this actually recently. You know how the, the in the first few episodes that we did, we were talking about oh, we've just been working. How boring! Uh, maybe we should make something up. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> yeah. 
But what I then, what I then kind of realised is, Connie, you've got to work. You've got to work to do all the awesome traveling that we do. <laughs> I, know. I know. Why are we? And somehow we've managed to take in like the eight weeks that we've been doing this. I've been to Mexico. You've been to. Um, Spain and yeah we're brats we're brats anyways I'm going to a um this weekend going I'm heading out of town to go up to my sister's place for my niece's birthday but tomorrow we're gonna go to the uh, outdoor and travel show G Adventures is is hosting it downtown here in Calgary yeah so that'll be interesting we're gonna just go that to that in the morning see if we can get some hiking gear and whatnot and yeah, so moving forward, we have a yeah. very great guest today, my good friend, Joey Couture. Hi, Joey. Hello. Thank you so much for uh, letting me chatting with you guys. <laughs> yeah, Hi, thank you for coming on. Uh, for our listeners, Joey is from Quebec. He is uh, French-Canadian. So I thought it would be really great to have him on today to chat with us um, all things Quebec, and then also for him to share a bit of his travel history. He is very, very active and adventurous, and he loves spending lots of time out in the mountains. So, Joey, do you want to give our listeners a bit of your history, your travel bio, and your story? Of course, of course. So, sorry for my accent uh, up front, but I'm sure <laughs> you can understand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, Joey, don't you have such a cool surname, <laughs> being French-Canadian <laughs> and having the surname Couture? Uh, yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's almost as good as mine <laughs> yeah divine divine couture yeah. yeah that's amazing too divine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no so basically uh just a quick story about me so yeah i started traveling um let's see when i was 17 years old and that was the start of a big passion from there and that just keep going still still today like you guys and uh, so the big kickoff though was uh I've, I realized that basically really often you, you need a, a start, someone, a person, a situation that starts you traveling or something. Would you agree, guys? Like, what was yes. your guy? Yeah. yeah. What was your Mine was my trip to Australia where I met my friends, Laura and Travis. And then it's like, once you do that, you get that bug and then there's no turning back. Exactly. That was my yeah. big first trip. Yeah. yeah and, mm-hmm. and mine was when me and my partner went, uh, we took a career break for 15 months and just traveled. Um, so that I'd never traveled really much out of Europe since we did that. And, um, and yeah, we went to about 30 different countries in the space of 15 months, which was great. Crazy, yeah. yeah, no, mine was actually uh, my uncle that, uh, I was a tough kid uh, when I was young and my parents once in a while, uh, they dropped me over his place for just weekends. And, and actually my, my, my uncle had traveled uh, at his young age, uh, was a travel guide around, around the world. And every time I was going there, just listening about his story was making me dream about it. Uh, I would say like nowadays it's Instagram and stuff would do the same, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where we get all our ideas from. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> nowadays it's pretty much how it works, but no, and uh, that's how I started traveling at 17. Basically my main goal was to learn English, which is still a, uh, still an issue, but <laughs> no, it's fine. Stop being hard on yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, my first big trip was actually in Alberta at 17. And uh, that's where I discovered basically that my passion started also for hiking and 
Montenering that leads all the way to Montenering. Mm-hmm. And I realized from there, from now on, like I always travel, like everywhere I was going, I always had a purpose of either partying was a, a big purpose or Montenering. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's where basically I went to Australia on a second trip and they said for mostly partying and then New Zealand just for hiking. And uh, South America kind of did the same. So South America, I went to Colombia, a little bit of partying there. And then I went to Patagonia, uh, Nepal, where I was mostly hiking around the Everest area. And then uh, I went back to partying again in Thailand. And uh, that's where I started scuba diving a little bit. And uh, I become assistant, uh, kind of assistant instructor over there. And, uh, and then after a couple of years after, I basically went in Central America where I, I was scuba diving, teaching, uh, I was working in Honduras. So a little bit of a, the same, uh, same kind of uh, ideas, a little bit of partying, meet people, meet culture, practice my Spanish over there. And then the second trip of uh, on the same kind of, uh, I, had my, I had my winter off. So yeah, I went to uh, Peru, Bolivia, Argentina, and lead me to uh, Aconcagua, uh, like a really, a little bit of mountaineering experience. And yeah, so, and then basically I went to, again, another, another, another winter, Thailand, Bali, Indonesia, and then I decided to start a company in Bali the past three, three years ago. So I had this for two years. And then, and then that leads me to now where I decide to stop moving around all winters <laughs> and uh, I stay more basically uh, around Alberta. So this winter was kind of my first year of not traveling, not going away for the winter and stayed pretty much in Alberta. But I still though uh, travel across I'm about a month with a camper van in uh, Alberta, BC. And I went to, yeah, a lot of skiing around. Do you have a favorite place out of all those places you've been? Uh, they're all uh, having such a good thing, uh, basically, per country. But I really, for sure, Nepal is a, a key thing for me. Nepal was like a, the first kind of mountaineering adventure, a little bit, just yeah. going in altitude. So basically, hiking in altitude is so different than hiking in low altitude. Mm-hmm. So. And that was for sure for a life changing for me in, uh, in terms of a uh, mountaineering. Yeah. And the culture, the culture too. The, that was my first introdu- introduction to Asian culture, which are really into karma. And then, so it's kind of a, the law, it's like the karma, it's kind of over the laws. So yeah, I think I think when you go to go to certain places, you know, for the first time and try something new, um, I guess you, you you have that experience entrained on your memory, don't you? It's kind of a, an engendered experience that that you n- never forget, and it and maybe subconsciously it makes you who you are, you know, for the future. Exactly. Yeah. So Joey, where was it that you were hiking and you were, I remember you telling me that the altitude was so intense that you could really only take one or two steps and then you had to take a break. Was that in Nepal or is that in Patagonia? 
Uh, basically both, both was about, uh, Nepal was my first intro introduction to uh, high altitude. And then that's where the year after I decided to go on uh, Aconcagua, which is the highest mountain in all America. And in uh, this one, you basically, uh, I went to 6,600 uh, meters. But over yeah. there, like the expression of uh, wow. doing one thing at the time is really makes all its sense. Like you cannot talk and walk. You cannot walk yeah. and breathe. Like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you just have so, to go walk, walk, breathe, stop, right? It's just so Yeah, exactly. So, so walk, yeah. breathe. Like one step, breathe, one step breathe one step breathe so <laughs> it's yeah but we're talking uh, you're so you are so intense like and he can climb and summit like four mountains in one day and then like run between them like here very very you're an extremist wouldn't would you agree oh exactly that's the same about my travel like that's how like yeah. every travel basically normally in my four like every time i always ask a couple months of big hard time partying and then <laughs> big <laughs> big hard time catching up my my health with just going in nature and be far away <laughs> so i'm but <laughs> what a you. life what, what contrasts you know what a life yes. you know <laughs> partying <laughs> hiking and get fit again back partying <laughs> it's almost like yeah. before, when we were saying that we kind of work to live and work to go traveling <laughs> you're like hiking and doing fitness so that you can go party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So. <laughs> like he's the type. He's the type. It's like I'm like, oh, I ran five k today. I'm like proud of myself. For Joey can just put his running shoes and just run for probably like 24 hours. Wow. Like, how do you even do that? Like, you're just kind of programmed to be that, like, total fit extremist. So yeah, I, I guess that's the key, right? Like, always pushing my limit all the time. Then when you refer to something hard you've done in the past, let's say, for example, the Aconcagua trip, that walk and breathing, then everything, when you're, when you're back in level altitude and you can talk, run, and breathe at the same time, you're like, that's easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you would say that you've lined up a lot of your travels to, uh, to have really profound experiences. Um, and then also you have a good balance. Like, so you did start a company in Bali and you've lived there for, through a few winters, right? And exactly. when you were in yeah. Bali, you had to take things a little bit more slow, right? Because you were actually a, a business owner. So it wasn't like you were in extreme, in, in extreme action all the time, correct? Exactly. And it's funny because uh, just by looking a little bit of my uh, 10 years, I looked when I was really young, I was really extreme. But in both way extreme partying and extreme actually uh like fitness and doing but more it goes with time less i'm basically so right now Bali, like you just said i was there not too much for partying that's why i liked about that place it's a party area but there's not much like uh out like let's say like weed it's illegal mm -hmm. there you can just go in jail so so there is a had like way less temptation so that's kind of why i like i want uh, i really like that area and yeah like you said as a business owner you, you're not you you need your brain every day <laughs> yeah so you can so so yeah. something interesting to touch on because obviously you were born and raised in quebec 
uh, in Quebec City, right? Correct? So Yes, outside of Quebec City, but uh, just almost. Just outside. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you mentioned that your first travel trip was over to Alberta. So just for our listeners that obviously understand Canada is big. Canada is really, really big. Yeah. To go from Quebec all the way to Alberta is, what's the flight, five hours or more? It's very far. Uh, and six it, hours almost. Yeah. And it's like uh, 42 hours driving. Right. So they're very, Quebec is very different than the rest of Canada. And I think that's why it's really interesting to have you on today. Um, you mentioned that you had left part of your reason for traveling was to go and learn English. So when you're born and raised where you are, you're not born and you don't learn English. Um, exactly. Right. Like you're not, people just assume, you know, English, if you're from Canada, but people also assume that, you know, French, if you're from Canada, but it's totally not true. So you actually had to leave your province to travel the world, to learn English, even though you're Canadian. So exactly. That's pretty sad to say, but yeah, like uh, we learn, we learn it at school, but most of the teacher are French and they talk exactly like me right now with a big accent. So then mm -hmm. that's how you learn English. And, and then the, a lot of, like a lot of teacher, let's say they're, they're not, but for sure they're not born and raised, right? Like has an English. So they do their best, but it's never the same as going exactly in a country that they just speak English or Western Canada or England or Australia or whatever. That's the best way to learn by practicing and stuff. Yeah. And traveling is, I know a lot of people learn their second language by just traveling. And I think that it's really, really important to do so, especially when you're younger. I mean, I wish that I knew two languages. So what would you say growing up in Quebec was like? Like, like the culturally, the difference? differences yeah. between, obviously, you know, Alberta very well, now being, yeah. you know, as home base now is, is here, Calgary. What would be some of the cultural differences that you could point out for people like Ant that really don't understand how dynamically different it is? Yeah, but let's do a little bit of, I guess, historical also, like uh, kind of help sometime and some yeah. facts so for for people that are not from canada some like you said everyone are thinking canadian it's always been english but in fact actually like for almost 250 years that was all french and so so that's quite crazy when you think about it like the first people that came they were french and now yes. it's been almost the same amount of time 250 years that the english people came and and they win against the french culture they conquered and then them yeah they can yeah exactly so so that's pretty much where it came from so for about the same amount of time that was only french and then and then with the with everyone but basically uh, with the concrete uh, the the loss basically it's how how it started to be just english but the culture Actually, it's really similar to France in some, some, some sort of way. Like French people are, let's say, they're, everyone are, can be really good party people. But I, I think every nation loves beers and stuff. But Quebecers really love beers. It's really into, <laughs> <laughs> and into like uh, the culture, I would say. A lot of festival in the summer. That's a really good if you go in Montreal, it's well known for its culture, its party scene. Yeah. So so that's 
that's one of big thing about Quebec and uh, so the difference of co- the culture events and uh, the festivals. Maybe just and, a bit more free and easy, like a bit loose, like the French, like how you would imagine someone smoking cigarettes or drinking a glass of wine that's French, like that kind of image of being a bit f- more frivolous. Would you agree? Yeah, exactly. I would say that. Yeah, yeah. like, and how, like, let's say for me, a comparison to uh, Alberta right now, it's more conservator a little bit. Like, yeah. in Quebec, it seems to be the Quebec in the 1960s, a little bit. Quebec in the 1960s were really conservator, which was actually more English at the time. And then they had, like, kind of a small rebellion things in Quebec where the sovereignty started. And that's from from now, like from the the sixties. That's where basically it became more uh, less conservator, less the English ways. Like the like, let's say the, the majority of people are not getting married in Quebec, mm-hmm. and so for many people, it's quite different to understand. But, so there's like a quiet rebellion in a way where. Um, I was actually talking about this last night. So a lot of people in our generation now don't get married. Uh, women don't take the men's last name and just stuff like that because they want to go against the norm, right? Exactly. That's how, that's how it started. And that started pretty much in the, in the 60s in Quebec. But now, like you said, nowadays it started now in Alberta a little bit more. But that was the same came in a, of idea maybe in the 60s in Quebec. Right. So any any chance you can get to go against, um, I would say, the system, Quebec yeah. definitely takes. And, and growing up in Quebec, you guys didn't have a lot of our TV shows, our radio stations, our music, right? Oh, that's a like really you good were point kind to of, bring You over. were in a big bubble. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Like Quebec, it's really interesting on, the, on its own way. Basically, uh, and I was just listening to a radio program actually in French uh, like just last week talking about um, how the Western, all Western Canada or all the rest of Canada always ignore Quebec in their cultural scene. Mm-hmm. And this basically create, and also in the same time, that's why Quebec also separate themselves in their cultural scene in terms of music and stuff. They, they create their own bubble of like, like, star system all all only in Quebec so it's quite interesting to go there and when they they're all Quebec artists all Quebec music basically from in the radio you need to have 51 percent of French music going on radio that's a lot it's a lot yes so Uh, and I went to so I got to visit Quebec for the first time um, a few years ago and I was with my mom and we were in Montreal Montreal is amazing it's like an unbelievable city it's very much more like Europe than anywhere else in Canada that's for sure especially when you go down to the old town we call it old town the city center whatever um, but going up to Quebec City which is where you're actually from that whole area me and my mom found it harder to navigate around there than most of the places in in the world because there was so little English spoke and it wasn't even like they would try to communicate. They, the people, the people that live there to try to communicate with us in English. It was just like, they were so anti speaking English. They're trying to preserve that culture and their French heritage that 
it was it was insane. So the rest of the places in the world you go, people want to speak English to you because that you know you get what I'm trying to say, right? So we would feel at times like, wow, I feel like I'm in a whole nother country. It was it was wild. It was quite the experience. Do many tourists go to Quebec? Yeah. Yeah. I just Sorry, what, what? Do, do many tourists, many tourists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. There is a lot of it. It just sounds like you know, it, it reminds me very much of, of kind of European countries where if you kind of venture out of the touristy areas, the capital cities, and go out into some of the suburbs, um, you, you the the level of English and the and the level the level of English kind of diminishes, um, and and the culture kind of enhances, and and that's kind of what I'm picking up from what you're saying, Joey, is that um, in uh, and you, Courtney, that people are kind of you know trying to hold on, you know, to this to their culture to to what Quebec's about rather than doing what a lot of other countries have done, a lot of major cities have done. And that is kind of released, let go of the reins in terms of who can come into the country, who can, um, you know, learning, if you go to most capital cities around the world, or particularly in Europe, they, you know, everybody speaks English. You can get about quite well, you know, in most European capitals by speaking English by not speaking the the language of of that country um whereas Courtney you were just saying that that was quite difficult it was very difficult but it's a be it's Quebec if you want a true Canadian experience you can come out to the west and you're going to get new (laughs) you're going to get new Hmm. the newer western side of things but if you want to go to Quebec you will not be disappointed because it's so authentically Canadian it's so Mm. old Obviously, for you going over to Quebec, it's not, it's going to be, it's going to feel more like Europe. But that yeah. is, especially the more you get out of the cities, like you mentioned, if you look on a map, Quebec is huge and mm. there's lots to do. But I would highly recommend visiting Quebec and Quebec City, Montreal. It's, it's unbelievable. It's so nice. And, Joey, do you have any places that you would recommend people to go and to see in your no, home but- province? For sure, like uh, like uh, you just said, Anthony, it's uh, pretty accurate actually. As uh, like when you go away from the capital or like the the economic center, which is Montreal, the capital is Quebec City. But when you go away from these places, every region has their own culture and the way of people speak in French. It's also different, and you really have to speak French when you go away. Like it's, <laughs> but it will it will definitely be. A challenging it's still mm. for sure doable but yeah and uh, yeah no so there is actually if we pass through different culture like uh, different areas like if you go let's say the farther east in quebec it's called a uh, gaspésie and that's a really amazing like road trip to do if you travel quebec and you have like a couple of weeks and you it's actually just itself it's a couple of weeks trip trips like driving all the way to Gaspésie and coming back from whatever like maybe Montreal or Quebec City it will take you a couple weeks and over there it's really um like what you would think about a fishing town all really small towns with basically lobster fishermen um so it's 
open mind people, really friendly people. When you go there, they really love tourists. They will try their best to speak English and they'll be really uh, like attractive. They really like tourists. They have a lot actually going there. And, uh, is there good skiing there as well? Is that exactly good? Yeah. Good point. Yeah, it's uh, close to Mordogville, and uh, also the Mont Albert. It's called. There is quite the similar to not not as as great as we can have in the, like the Rocky Mountain, but it's the let's say the biggest mountain we have. On, in Quebec or around this area, it's well known for its backcountry skiing. And uh, is that called the Shikshaks, or did I say that wrong? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Shikshaks. Yeah, I listen. Yeah, I listen to when you talk. <laughs> the sh- <laughs> the, sh- the sh- Shikshaks. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and your uncle is he still part of the tourist industry in Quebec? Because he still have a hand in things there and a company going. Yeah, for sure. So uh, my actually my uncle, when uh, after 15 years of traveling across the planet, he decided to about the same age as me, like 33, to base camp. So decide to establish in, himself in Montreal. And from Montreal, it's been almost 25 years now. He started his company in tourism, and he's doing tour of the city. So explaining all neighborhoods, and uh, so it's a really good way to discover. Montreal if you go there for a couple of weeks or if you just go there for one day and you want to discover let's say the underground uh, Montreal f- funny fact it's actually the biggest underground um, city in the world so really? there is yeah yeah it's uh mm-hmm. it's actually like 32 kilometer long of tunnel all across under under the city so so there is a bunch of like few tours like like this one or like Chinatown that he will offer and uh, explain and so he basically offer a, a cultural experience for like couple like maybe 10 or 15, 10 20 bucks a couple hours walk walking tour could be bike tours and so a really good way to explore like the french culture or the chinese culture is basically uh and this company is called Kali Kaleidoscope. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes because um, we'll put the link to it if you can if you can text that to me and then so people can check it out for sure. For sure. Yeah. How do you say it? Uh, it's like um, it's gonna be hard for me to spell it, but if you <laughs> if you write <laughs> if you try to write on Google Kaleidoscope optical instrument probably you you'll get the correction right from google <laughs> okay we'll put it in the show notes I, I don't expect you to spell it out and um so he's based out of montreal and montreal is one of the most fun cities to visit there's so much going on it's so alive i uh, i would highly recommend when i did that part when i did that trip we did uh, montreal new york city which is close and up to Toronto. So for people that are coming over from Europe or even the States, if you've never been up to Canada, I'd recommend if you wanted to fit in more than one place or if you wanted to just do Quebec, you could. Um, Anyways, those three, that triangle there is actually a really good road trip to do. Well, we flew, but uh, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it's top of the list, Montreal, I would say, right? Like it's going to be easy travel, easy. A lot of people speak English over, so that's really easy. 
big party scene, cultural scene, amazing. A lot of festival through the summer and even the winter. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's it, totally different than anywhere else in Canada as well. So I would definitely recommend that for sure. No, um, and then, when's and the last me- time you were home, Joey? Oh, but I uh, I got lucky. I went uh, this this winter for Christmas and uh, and New Year. Spent about two weeks, two weeks and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so it's started to be a new habit. Like for for so many years, I was away for Christmas and New Year's, all the time in whatever country I was choosing. So no, it's a uh, good to catch up a little bit with family, the culture, and uh, back into it. But you like but, being here in Alberta, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, now that's my home. Yeah, yeah just because no you're such a you're such a mountain guy that the Rockies being so close, you're always doing something in them. Exactly, and, it's part of my yeah. my balance now. I need to be in the nature a little bit. Yeah. So, Anne, do you have any questions for more questions for Joey about uh, French Canadian upbringing? What's the um, well? A question I did have, Joey, was around um, kind of the the weather there. Um, you know, you said that you you kind of you travel for for the winter. Um, you know, what's the what's the reasoning for that? What's the weather usually like in in Quebec? Um, when's the best time or worst time to to visit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weather question. It's yeah. really a really good one. So, uh, well, yeah, I'm British. Quebec I've and... got to ask about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Like uh, Quebec is. It's yeah, it's quite cool. to be positive, but it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really actually really humid and cold, so you feel it more. Just you feel going all straight to your bones right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but in fact, though, you'll see a lot of things that you're in, like in Alberta right now. It's dry, but like this winter, we almost had no snow through all the winter. And we just had like a week of almost 20 Celsius, plus 20 Celsius, then now there's summer started. So in Quebec, you'll have real season, which in Alberta, Western Canada, we don't, we don't have like significant season as Europe will have. Yeah. So Quebec will, looks like more seasons and you can see like four or five meet, like right now, no joke, like this winter was crazy in Quebec and we can barely see the houses behind the, the snow. Yeah. <laughs> My so, parents had, had to so, so, like dig out from yeah. the windows to have a little bit of light coming in. So, <laughs> and you know how I always talk about Chinooks in Calgary, right? Mm, yeah. So, it, so in Quebec, it's what he's saying is there's way more snow. The winters are even more harsh than they are here because mm. they don't get those breaks. And mm. Quebec is notorious for being really, really cold and having lots of snow, which is also why there's a ton of people from Quebec that excel at winter sports. So <laughs> when you're watching the Olympics, a lot of a lot of them are totally, totally from Quebec, right, Joey? Because yeah, you the- guys are huge into your outdoor sports there. It's funny. It's a funny fact. Yeah, we were chatting. I got a couple of friends uh, that are a training coach. And we actually discussed about it a couple of weeks ago. And that's one fact. That's for sure we have, we're really outdoorsy and we, we like to be just taking risks and just, just be, be there. But 
I think a lot of people are also having this uh, attitude, but the funny, it's actually a lot coming from, um, from the culture of, uh, uh, how I'm going to say this, like the government actually pay a lot into sports. Mm-hmm. At school, at school, yeah. we learn a lot about that. We have a lot of uh, outdoors activities through school, which I heard that uh, Western Canada do- doesn't have the same. No. I think so it's also it's, because the government likes to, if you guys were in such a bubble that you can put your focus so much more on on sports and in everything. I think, I don't know, but you definitely are known for being, excel at those types of things. Well, by those types of things, no. sports, duh. <laughs> No, that's um, also, another thing about the Chinooks is that you just mentioned, you know how I've been complaining throughout this whole podcast, how cold it's been? It was literally like plus 20 this whole week. Well, like 15 <laughs> to 20 degrees. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Ash? crazy, right? Like, like that's what I mean. When I'm like, so cold, it's so cold, it's so cold. And then when it warms up, it goes like plus 18. And we're all like, it doesn't even too make hot. sense. It's too <laughs> hot. Bring back, yeah. like, it's bring back the cold and, weather. <laughs> yeah. And then it's going to go back down to being cold again. So that's the, that's the thing is living here in Alberta is you get these breaks so you can stay sane. Whereas in Quebec, it's just like, oh my gosh, this just doesn't end, right? So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Never going to finish so, and then. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good, it was a good question to ask about the weather because uh, it's good to factor that in. If you are going to visit, I would probably avoid going in the, in the, deep of winter yeah i'll just um take your big coat yeah so joey what what do you have coming up do you have anything exciting coming up i know that you've started a, a company you have uh what would you call it a camper van now is that yeah, so, called a camper van yeah that's what i have uh so the past few years basically uh, i tried to find my way to instead of always going away to explore and travel. So I kind of tried to find my way to create a tourist company similar to actually my uncle about the same age. It's funny how like life works, but Parallel, but I, yeah. yeah. So right now I try to experience still the tourists and I, I really enjoy like the culture, learn about everyone experiences. So I, I kind of create my own tourist company um, in town in, uh, in Alberta and it's called New Way, New Way Travel and Services. But it started a couple of years ago where basically uh, I, I decided to buy an RV trailer. So for, for people that are not sure what it is, it's kind of a big house mm-hmm. that you pull with a truck. And it's 32, so 32 foot. It's like 10 meter long. Mm-hmm. And you, you, that's your small house. And basically, I start living inside and, and just have like this experience of nature again. And uh, this year I bought a, a camper van, a smaller van that you can drive through anywhere. And you basically make your base camp uh, just below a trail and you go hiking and you come back and you just sleep in your van. And uh, so it's a camper van. So basically I just want to, my idea with this company is a little bit, give the, the chance for tourism to come explore the Rockies as I basically did out of the tourist path. Like you can, when you go, when you arrive in the Rockies, you, you have the main tourist, tourist path where you go in Banff, Lake Louise, and uh, Jasper. But I want, to, I want the people to explore by themselves with the camper van. Basically, they rent a camper van, they go sleep, and I can direct them to a lot of like outdoor region not known by tourists. Hidden and gems. also, exactly. 
And I did the same with uh, the trailer this year. I kind of uh, reserve a bunch of epic uh, campground directly in the Rockies that normally it's reserved to Albertans because you need to reserve kind of a six months or three months in advance and they're packed. So tourism doesn't have access to this because they won't reserve three months in advance. Mm -hmm. So then I start to reserve all these locations and install the RV there and and basically give the full experience to tourists of a Harvey, like a base straight in the Rocky and have this also experience. So that's my two main thing that I'm doing. But the past few years, I always also guide people to Rockies, do some scramblings and uh, mountaineering, a little bit small mountaineering activities, hiking. So just guide people to so we'll put the, the you, we we'll have. put the link for your uh, we'll put the link as well in the show notes. So if people want to rent any of Joey's, uh, either of Joey's camper van or his RV, you definitely can do so because they're not sold out yet, right? Because you kind of just started this. Yeah, it's reserving. actually a pretty, yeah. So the cam I put through uh, Airbnb my um, my RV, so no, it's not fully booked, and uh, also my camper van actually goes really fast. Like people really love it. And um, it's already half of the summer book. Oh, wow. I didn't know you could put, um, you could book RVs and camper vans on, on Airbnb. That's a good little tidbit. It's yeah, really exactly. smart to, for sure. So if you, if you want to have a, a Rocky mountain experience and then you fly in, you can either rent a vehicle and then go and be able to experience camping without having to get all the gear and just show up and everything is set up in, in Joey's trailer, or you can have the option to just rent the camper van and then take it for a cruise. So it's really, really smart. And there's a huge market for that around here. So I can't, I imagine you're going to have a super successful summer with that for sure. No, it's going to so. be fun too. Can't wait to uh, <laughs> help people through their experience and they'll guide them to all my favorite spot around. Yeah. And summer's coming, the sun is shining. So but it'll happen it's not soon. here can you send us some sunshine please no no we're hogging it we need it trust me we need it so other than that joy do you have any trips booked or are you just going to stick around here and uh enjoy the spring and summer and do some more mountain stuff yeah i got a big summer plan uh, all around a lot of uh like you said a lot of uh, activities running uh, activities that i'm planning pretty much one big race uh, every month through the summer so mm -hmm. i have to uh to now get in shape and uh, try to enjoy as much possible Alberta in summer. Awesome. We'll have to go hiking soon now that the snow is melting in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I need to get my butt in shape again because I've been lazy this winter. So, so you guys, <laughs> I think we had a good brief on Quebec, don't you think? Yeah, that was very useful. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, it was Thank good, you so Anthony. much, guys, again. Yeah, Anthony, what do you have coming up this weekend? Anything? Just working? Um, what do I have coming up this weekend? Um, we are going to view a house on Sunday to buy. Oh, um, a, a bit of a, a bit of a family home. We're um, we're going through adoption at the minute, as you know, Courtney, and we need yeah. a house for our family to grow. So we're That's on amazing. the hunt for a larger house. And then we are out with some friends on Sunday afternoon just to catch up over lunch and a few drinks. But that's about it. Can you send me the link to the house so I can see it? 
I can indeed, yes. Okay, well, I'll send you all my real estate good vibes. Oh, yeah, do. What are you doing this weekend? Um, well, I mentioned at the beginning I'm going to Sylvan where my sister lives because it's my niece's birthday oh, and Lars is meeting my parents for the first time tomorrow. So I suppose that's kind of a big deal. Yes. Well, is it is. Nice. Meet the parents, right? It's kind that of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, have uh, fun. You'll have to let us know how that goes. I know it'll be fine. It'll be good. <laughs> but yeah. stay tuned. I'll, I'll fill you guys in next week. So, yeah, thank you, Joy, for coming on. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll be in touch soon. We'll plan a hike. And Anthony, I'll talk to you very soon. Yes, great. That's a wrap. Okay, okay guys, great, that's a wrap. So have a good one. Okay, bye-bye. See you soon. Bye. bye. bye.